Welcome to the Raising Great Kids podcast. I'm your host today, Kendra Fleming. It's time to head back to school, and it has been a big year with a lot of decisions. Whether your child is heading back to a physical building, wearing masks and social distancing, or whether you've been maybe kind of forced into homeschooling and virtual learning, uh, you're going to enjoy today's episode because we're interviewing a local principal, top ranked in our area, and she's going to give us a lot of helpful tips and advice about how we can support our kids, how we can navigate the days ahead and help our kids have a great fall. Today we're talking with Rebecca Williams, the principal of Webbridge Middle School. She's been serving as an educator uh, for 20 three years. That's amazing. Hard to believe in the Alpharetta, Georgia area. Have you been there the whole time, Rebecca, this, in this area the whole time? I have. I've been in Alpharetta the whole time. Chattanooga, oh. Alpharetta High School, and Webridge. That's amazing. And I heard that um, just this year, your school was voted the top school in Georgia. Is that true? That is true. I'm really proud of our students and our parents and our community, our teachers. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful feeling. Yeah, what a great what a great accomplishment for sure. And I mean, thank you so much for just spending so much time, so many years just pouring into our kids and our students and our community. I mean, that that is really I know not an easy job and quite a sacrifice and doing it so well. So thank you for that. It's 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 an honor. It's truly an honor to serve my community. That's great. Um, okay, so Rebecca, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and just like give us a little sense of who you are. Sure. Um, I actually went to college to um, to go into public relations, which I did for mm-hmm. a couple of years. And then um, I quickly realized that I was missing something. Mm-hmm. Um, it was truly a calling um, to be an educator. And mm-hmm. I, I needed to give back to my community. And I have never regretted it. Um, and I went to work at Tatahoochee High School when it opened. And then when I had my children, uh, I stayed home and I also ran um, pet stores. I ran a business. And then when they were back in school, then um, I, I started at Alpharetta High School. And I then I transitioned four years ago to Webbridge Middle School as the principal and it has just been a, a really interesting journey. It is never a dull moment. Um, I have so many amazing stories of connecting with so many incredible people over the years, and it has been fabulous. And my family supports me, and I, I just I feel a lot of gratitude um, to be able to to serve in this role. Well, when I really think about 23 years and how many students' lives you must have impacted, not to mention teachers and teammates and all of that, that that's quite a legacy that you have in your life already. So that, that's really incredible. Well, as we both know, you probably know even more personally than I do, our parents have been uh, all summer long kind of juggling, are we going back to school? Are we not going back to school? Kind of carrying the stress of, uh, what does that look like for the fall? And as you know, even just in the state of Georgia, there are many options. There's the option to learn virtually and there's the option to go back to school. And um, because of COVID-19, 
there's uh, all kinds of new protocols and systems and different things in their life. So I wanted to just jump in today and really begin to ask your advice and ask you some questions and uh, let you really just help our parents uh, you know, maybe navigate what's coming their way a little bit more smoothly as we go forward. And our, our goal for our kids and students in our in our local churches is to help them start strong. We want their families to be strong, um, even in the midst of things that are changing and uh, probably have them definitely a little bit stressed uh, to be able to give them a little bit of confidence as they go forward. So when you think about what kids and parents are facing, and you're kind of thinking about maybe the stress and anxiety involved. What What is some advice that you would give our parents? Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's so many things to think about. I mm-hmm. think that first and foremost, our, our parents need to um, realize that what is going to work for them and their family might not be the same as their neighbor or their best friend, mm-hmm. and that they really need to focus in on um, their home and what works for, for them and feel confident with that. Um, I think that we've got to come up with some, um, ways to communicate, mm-hmm. um, openly and regularly. So whether that is, I mean, in my family, we used to do highs and lows every night mm-hmm. at, at dinner. And that was really helpful. It told me a lot about what they were thinking. So it made them summarize the day and really reflect and think about what the best thing was and what the worst thing was. And it gave mm-hmm. me, um, a real window into what they were thinking, what they were worried about, what they were excited about. Um, I know a lot of families do walk and talks. So that might be something, some people do it in the morning. Um, some people do it after everyone gets home in the evening. And it just is a routine so that people um, within your, your family, you have a, a chance to talk about what is happening. Um, and, and if that's done on a regular basis, then oftentimes um, as parents or as educators, then, then we can swoop in if we start to see, you know, a couple red flags pop up rather than waiting until um, until our children are, you know, knee deep and really spiraling out of control. So um, I think that those are a couple of things that we can do um, right from the beginning. Yeah, I love that. I don't know about your neighborhood, but there are people walking uh, all over the place, everywhere. So I really love that idea of walk and talk because there's something too about kids that uh, kind of open up and get to talking when they're not looking you straight in the eye, but their bodies are active doing something else. And um, that th- that is really great advice. So for a lot of parents and probably especially for children, there's a real sense of like a loss of control or like things are happening that they don't have a lot of say in, um, you know, and that feeling doesn't feel good at all to anybody. So uh, I know you talked a little bit about kind of managing the things you can manage and, and looking at the things you can control. So can you kind of like give parents some advice about when either they're feeling a little bit out of control or for sure they, they're realizing that's impacting their, their student or their child? Yeah. So without a doubt, um, something that I live by and it really helps me because I do the same thing. I want to be able, I want all the answers and I wish I had all the answers right now. Um, but I think about a circle. I'm a very visual person. So I think about a circle within a circle within a circle. And in the center of that circle is the circle of control. And this is what I have direct control over. And then there's a circle of influence So that I might have some influence 
And then outside of that, I just have to let it go because it really is truly out of my control. And then I think as parents and as educators, if we think about that circle of control, then that really helps. So we could control having a communication routine. We could control um, helping our child find um, a comfortable mask to wear, something that they like, something that they're excited about. Um, We could control helping them find a space in the house that is going to be their workspace. Um, And those are things that we can can get excited about um, and plan and feel like, you know, this is something that I'm doing. Um, I also think, you know, when you were introducing, you were talking about start strong and stay strong. Um, Starting strong to me, that comes to me, I I immediately think of goals. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that is a control, right, for children to be able to make their own goals for the school year, um, regardless of whether they are virtual, remote, if they are blended, or whether they're going into school. Like, what, what do they want from this school year? And making that goal for them, starting strong, and then that's you know, in that communication, that's something that a parent could check in on, you know, how are you doing with that goal? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I love that. And like you said, there are a lot of things they can control that allowing them to have a voice in that uh, can really help them for sure. Um, I know you talked a little bit about the idea of focusing on the positive and like when things seem a little out of control or stressed or you don't like how it's going, um, how you can help redirect a a child or student that way. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So, you know, Checking in on that goal, um, Mm -hmm. some questions that we use regularly at WebBridge, um, they're just three questions. They're so easy, and they really are applicable to almost any situation. Mm -hmm. So just what's working? Mm -hmm. Where are you getting stuck? And then if they are getting stuck, what might you do differently? Mm -hmm. And the reason these questions work so well is it puts everything back on the child so that he or she can think about, well, what is working? So first and foremost, that puts you in the positive, right? You have to think. So even if they're like, this is terrible, I can't, this is awful. Well, what is working? Surely mm-hmm. something is working, right? So it immediately directs their mind to what, what is working, what's, what is mm-hmm. positive. And then where are you getting stuck? Again, it's not where, how can I help you, right? How can I take that from you? It's where are you getting stuck? So they have to really think specifically about what's not working. Um, you know, maybe they're having a hard time logging on or maybe they really are, they can't find the information that their teacher is posting or whatnot. Mm. And then what might you do differently, again, puts it back on them and gives them that control to be mm. able to think about, all right, well, well, what can I control? Well, maybe I could ask my teacher for help or maybe I could ask you for help or, you know, maybe I, I picked this workspace because I thought it was going to be great and it's got this window, but I find that I'm looking out the window all the time and I'm really not paying attention. So, you know, I'm sorry, but can I can we move? I know we spent a lot of time um, creating this workspace, but can we move it? Um, and so I do think that those are great check-in questions that any parent can use to, to really help. And, and they work really well with adults too. So sometimes with spouses yeah. and whatnot, yeah, there's those, questions. Right. Those are, uh, we, we should probably all be writing those down in this season. <laughs> They're probably good questions to ask each other, right? For sure. I know, I know you said whether your kids are um, going back to school, uh, there's probably going to be new protocol and things that are a little stressful about being physically in the building. 
Um, or whether they're learning at home, like you said, a lot of times there's stress with zoom calls, not working, or you can't figure out an assignment or, you know, whatever that is. And you talked a little bit about the need to allow children and students to decompress. So tell us a little bit about why that's important and what do you think the benefit of that is? And maybe some suggestions of how parents can go about helping their kids do that. Yes. So, I mean, I I think that, you know, I see children as just, you know, many adults in some ways. And, and I know that I need some time each morning. I have a routine. Um, I am kind of all over the place throughout the day, but in the morning and at night, I have a very set routine of how I start and end my day. Um, and I, I talk to my own children about that and their routines are different, but they have had, they have found routines to help them start strong each day. And then also to decompress a bit at night and reflect. So, you know, for some people, um, it's exercise. For some people, it's quiet time. Um, some people it's writing, drawing, um, you know, just, just different ways, praying, meditating, different, different things to set the mind straight. Um, and, and also get some space, especially if we've had a rough day, um, Mm -hmm. so that we can put it in perspective. Um, and, and as the adult, I think that we need to help kids stay, stay focused, stay present, um, because sometimes when we're upset, whether adults or children, um, we, we tend to just spiral and take things way out of proportion. Um, so if we can stay focused on what was happening in that day, in that time, um, and, and trying to get some focus back on the positive as well, and then find that time to, to have that space. Um, and, and then prioritize, right? Because sometimes when we're, when we're overwhelmed, it's because there's so many things. So if we can tra- try to help our kids prioritize. Um, another thing that, um, that I think is, is really helpful when we're in a time of, of change or chaos is to do, um, it's just a really quick protocol called NUTS. Mm-hmm. And the N is, is name the feeling. And, um, and anyone can Google and find the feeling wheel and it has all of these different feelings. So, you know, sometimes that is, and I have, um, I have older children and we have the feeling wheel on our, on our dining room table. They would be embarrassed, um, (laughs) that I, that I have said that. Um, but you know, naming the feeling, like, what is it that you're feeling? And then the you is understanding it. So like, where is this coming from? You know, why am I so confused or sad or anxious? Um, or happy. Um, and then, you know, making again, coming back and owning it. So what am I going to do with that? Am I going to, um, am I going to transition? Am I going to make some change to get out of this feeling or am I going to sustain it? Um, and so those are just a couple different ways that, you know, parents might help kids as they, um, just need to put some space, um, some reflection, some space and reflection to, to figure out, um, how they're feeling and what to do with it. So I know you said um, a couple of real practical suggestions, like set up a specific workspace if you're on virtual learning um, or help your child pick a mask they feel comfortable in and things like that. But as you're kind of thinking about either kids who are going back to school with new protocol and some new systems in place or um, children who are now basically parents are homeschooling, maybe something they never chose before, but there's online learning, virtual learning happening at home now. And um, so what are some like really 
practical, tangible things that you would tell parents um, will really help kind of facilitate success uh, for them at home that they can do? There are three things. Um, (laughs) And number one is to start each day with the right attitude. I think that um, we often forget how powerful our mindset is um, and, you know, realizing that the brain is the most powerful part of, 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 our, of our body. And so what we are thinking and what we are telling ourselves really sets us up for the day. And so, you know, all of those positive messages um, really have an impact. Um, and they can help our, our students and they can help us as parents as we are nervous um, about different things. They can really help us make, um, you know, make a positive impact within our own families. Um, and then I would say, you know, number two is to be fully present. Um, I think it's really easy, especially in times of change and times of um I hate to say chaos, but it is a little bit chaotic right now. Um, It's really easy for us to say, hey, I'm going to sit back. I'm not going to really engage. I'm going to save myself from possibly, um, you know, making the wrong decision or saying the wrong thing or making the wrong choice. And I think, you know, all that really does is minimize our experience of life and, and that's just not what we're here to do. We are here to be a part of life and it's really important. And so getting our, helping our students, helping our children engage fully um, and, and take those risks, it's really, really important. And then lastly is just to, as parents, to model, um, but then also to really work with our kids to be create, um, excuse me, to be courageous um, because it takes courage to be positive Mm -hmm. Um, when everyone around you is being negative and it takes courage to put yourself out there and be present in your own life. And I think that um, we have to remind ourselves and remind our kids that, that these are three things that will set us up for success. Um, In my office, there is a, and I bought it when I moved from Alpharetta High School because I had been there for a really long time and I felt really comfortable. Um, and I bought it for myself and it's in my office and it says, um, don't be afraid of change, be afraid of not changing. And we are all faced with change right now. Mm-hmm. And we have to we have to embrace that and we have to be positive about it and look at it as an opportunity to learn new things um, and to engage in new things and be, you know, be courageous about it. Um, and as I said, I mean, all of this goes to understanding and loving that every day is a gift and we are here to live life and and the school part is to learn and grow Mm -hmm. and when we are fully engaged and positive and uh, courageous then we are going to remember how important life is and it's, it's going to be better. It's going to be a better home environment. It's going to be a better educational environment. And, um, I don't know that those are my three things that I live by and I share with students and with parents. And I think oftentimes we have to remind ourselves that, um, we're going to make mistakes. 
Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be okay. And, and that goes for parents as well as educators, as well as students, that this is new ground. Yeah. And it might be a little bit messy. And we do have to give grace um, to, to everyone. It's, it's okay to speak up and say, yeah. hey, I need some help. But it's also okay to realize that, um, that, that everyone is going to need a little bit of help. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as positive, I, I think that um, oftentimes for kids, I remind them that they are enough mm-hmm. and that everything they need to be successful is within them that they just need to tap into that. Um, and sometimes that does mean, oftentimes that means asking for help. Um, and so I think that that is why it's so important as, as parents and as educators that we set up systems of check-ins mm-hmm. so that we give them an opportunity to tell us what it is that they need. Yeah. Um, because if they're not asked, if they're not given that check-in, if they're not given the walk and talk, if they're not given the highs and lows, um, you know, sometimes they're not quite courageous enough to just come and come out and say, hey, I really, I really do need your help with this. Yeah. Um, and so that, that helps them be positive, too. Sure, sure. So um, I know there's a big difference between kind of self-motivation of an elementary child a middle school child and a high school student. Like I, I just, you know, just as a mom myself, I see lots of differences as those kids uh, grow up. But I know you talked a little bit about like a consistent routine and schedules and just different things like that, that are just like kind of tactical things we can do that you think are really helpful for kids and uh, for parents as they're helping their children, like progress in their education this fall. So can you give us any detail around that or ideas around that? I would say even in elementary school, um, students can set goals for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not worked in elementary school, but I've had elementary school children. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also observed a, a lot of elementary school learning and been very surprised at um really, truly what they are capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think setting the, a morning routine is really important for um, elementary, middle, and high school students, um, whether that means getting up at the same time, um, you know, like I said, you know, having some some kind of routine in the morning. I think that that's very uh, important, um, especially when there's a lot of um, change going on in their lives, to have some sort of a routine, some some sort of consistency is really good. I would say that for adults as well. Mm-hmm. And I think for for younger kids, they're going to need um, they're going to need more breaks. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, really, actually, the, the the human mind. I used to do this when I was a teacher. Um, we can only intake about twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, even as adults, even as really like focused adults. So everything needs to be chunked. So I would say that, you know, if, if there's a younger child working, um, you know, and, and the parent is able to be there and, and really help, then I would say to try to chunk things, you know, maybe 10 minutes, even 15 minutes, mm-hmm. um, anything more than that, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to get lost. 
Um, and, and to gamify, I used to always, I made games for my kids all the time when they were little, I would just do almost like a Candyland board. Um, and then they, you know, what were the hurdles that we had to get through and then like have tiny little, um, prizes along the way. And I let them set those prizes because things that I thought that they would want were really not. So, you know, I know they would always, you know, say that they wanted to be able to, you know, um, spend the night with one another in the same room. Like that was a prize. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, but you know, that was, that was always something that they picked, um, you know, picking a box of cereal at the grocery store. Um, but just something so that they felt like, you know, they were mapping out their journey to success and, um, and I just was facilitating and that was really, was really helpful. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds really great. So I have a lot of friends who are teachers, and I know you work with teachers every day, clearly. So um, if you are a parent and you're, whether you're on virtual learning or you're back in the classroom and you realize that your child is struggling, uh, maybe they're stressed by the pace of the work or understanding how to like I, I, you know, a lot of parents shared with me that just the the login and the different platforms and all of that was just in and of itself pretty stressful sometimes until I got used to it. Um, what do you recommend that a parent does and how can they approach a teacher and talk that all through with them? Do you have any advice on that? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe, and I took this from Brene Brown, that clear is kind. Mm-hmm. So I would clearly articulate what the problem is. And then simply ask for, you know, how, how might we work through this? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my child is having a hard time navigating from mm-hmm. all these different platforms. Um, what suggestions do you have? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think posing the question um, really gives the educator um, a set, you know, puts it on them to be able to think about, well, well, how might, um, maybe it's, maybe it is something that the educator could do differently, but maybe it's something that, you know, the student is just, um, Hey, well, you know, let, let's do, um, a, a zoom call or a team's meeting and I can show him exactly where these things are. Mm-hmm. And rather than that, you know, that, that child, you know, just, you know, being miserable and really stressing and all of that, you know, maybe a five minute individual, you know, check in, you know, here, let me show you. Oh, okay. I didn't even see that there. I didn't know that that's where I was supposed to turn it in or log on or whatnot. Um, that could be really helpful, but I do find, um, that sometimes we wait too long. We wait until it's a it's a big problem, and um, the child is really behind or stressed, and and the parent is frustrated and possibly angry. And you know the teacher had no idea this was happening. So you know right from the get go, if there's a problem, you know really articulate articulate what that problem is and and ask for some help um, because you know. Teachers have gone into this profession because they want to help people. And so, um, you know, oftentimes I know, you know, I've received emails and I was like, oh my gosh, why, why didn't you just tell me? Yeah. I, I, we've, we've gone months with this problem that I could have solved so quickly. I could have helped. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I think that sometimes, um, I, I don't know, we, I, I try to say it often, but I know that, you know, when, when, when school and home partner, mm-hmm. students win. Mm-hmm. And schools and parents want the best for their, their child. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's 
it, it's just, it should be part of, of what we do all the time mm-hmm. of, of just like, Hey, I need some help here. Mm-hmm. And, um, and back the same way, you know, I know that if we, sometimes if we're having trouble with, with a student or we, we see that a student is acting differently, um, you know, same thing, pick up and say, Hey, you know, so-and-so is, is, um, just seems to be a little bit different. Is there something going on? Is there a way that we might be able to support him here at school? And then the parents are like, oh my gosh, I, I didn't realize that, you know, this is going on, but I didn't know he was really upset about it. And then, right, we're working together and that's going to help. And that's not going to change next year yeah, at all. You know, that's, it's going to look different for sure, um, but that partnership has to remain strong. It probably needs to be stronger next year than ever before. Yeah. Well, you've given us so many uh, practical tactics and tips. I really, really appreciate that. As we sort of wrap up, do you have any like parting advice or encouragement you'd like to give parents? I think one thing that we all need to acknowledge is just that it is going to be a different year. Yeah. And it's going to be a little messy and we may not no school um, or home is going to get it right immediately. And, and it's going to be okay. And we all need to support one another. Um, school, students, parents, and um, we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. And the more we work um, in tandem, the, the better it is going to be for, for all, but especially for kids. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be, they're going to go through a range of emotion. You know, some days are going to be great. Um, some days are going to be frustrating. I think it's going to be normal for kids to get a little bit angry, mm-hmm. right? Like if I was in school, we would have a dance or mm-hmm. if I was in school, we would have a mystery reader or, or whatnot, right? Um, and I think we just need to be ready for that as educators and as parents to, um, to allow them to express um, all those emotions that they are surely going to feel next year. It's going to happen, right? This is going to be a different and unusual year for sure. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for giving us so much good advice. I, I loved something that you said earlier about the fact that um, this is life that is happening and passing. And uh, I know kind of back in March and April, we were thinking just a couple weeks and we'll be back to normal. And, and uh, clearly we're, we're going to we're, we're, we're going to spend the next six, nine months for sure uh, living life very differently. But it is life. It's our life and it's our kids' life. So thank you so much for making such a positive investment into our children and our students. Uh, we are grateful for you and thousands of teachers and educators just like you. So thank you so much. Thank you. It was my pleasure. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.